This program is brought to you by the Patient Empowerment Network. It is made possible through support from AbbVie Inc., Astellas Pharma Inc., Bristol-Myers Squibb, Foundation Medicine, Jazz Pharmaceuticals, and generous donations from people like you. Thank you for joining Empowered, a podcast brought to you by the Patient Empowerment Network, also known as PEN. This program is meant to guide you in your healthcare journey, giving you the knowledge and confidence to make informed decisions about your care. For more resources and to learn more about PEN, visit PowerfulPatients.org. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome. I'm Catherine Banwell. Today we'll discuss the latest news from ASH 2020 and how AML patients can advocate for personalized care. Joining me is Dr. Jeffrey Lancet. Welcome. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, sure. My name is uh, Dr. Jeff Lancet. I'm at the Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa, Florida, where I am the uh, chair of the malignant hematology department. And we spend a lot of time um, treating patients and um, conducting clinical trials in acute myeloid leukemia. Okay, thank you. Dr. Lentz at the American Society of Hematology annual meeting just closed. What are the AML headlines from this year's meeting? Yeah, so as usual, AML was a very busy area for uh, clinical presentations this year at the ASH meeting, uh, focusing largely on novel and targeted therapies. I don't believe that there were many practice-changing developments per se, uh, but rather um, discussions about many promising therapeutic strategies, strategies that are still under development and moving forward rapidly, largely in the areas of uh, targeted therapy, uh, low intensity therapy, uh, measurable residual disease, and things of that nature. What does this research news mean for patients? Well, I think that there's a lot to be encouraged about, and maybe I'll take the time to review some of the highlights in um, what was presented with respect to some of the novel therapeutic approaches that um, many of our patients can look forward to receiving in the not too distant future. So we often talk about um, you know, targeted therapies. And of course, one of the, the major targets over the years has been that of uh, mutated FLT3, which is one of the most common mutations in AML. And at this meeting, we saw several uh, presentations on clinical trials results utilizing inhibitors of FLT3 um, with some emphasis on the uh, most recently approved uh, second generation drug called gilteritinib. Uh, there were, I thought, three major uh, presentations focusing on gilteritinib. One was um, an update on a randomized phase three trial comparing um, gilteritinib plus azacitidine versus azacitidine alone in newly diagnosed unfit for chem induction chemotherapy patients with FLT3 mutations, um, preliminarily showing good tolerability and high complete, uh, high composite complete response rates in the combination arm. Uh, there was another trial of uh, gilteritinib plus venetoclax in relapsed and refractory FLT3 mutated AML. And what was interesting 
was that a very high percentage of patients achieved response with this combination of gilteritinib plus venetoclax, um, many of whom were heavily pretreated previously, and many of whom had also gotten prior uh, FLT3 inhibitor therapy uh, during an earlier stage of the disease. So the combination uh, of gilteritinib and venetoclax in this more refractory setting, uh, it was encouraging to see uh, these promising responses. And then we saw some, some data reporting the effects of uh, gilteritinib in combination with more traditional chemotherapy induction uh, with a couple of studies demonstrating both uh, high complete response rates as well as uh, high rates of uh, mutation clearance of the FLT3 mutation. So those were very encouraging um, data that were presented with respect to the FLT3 uh, mutated AML population. So another very um, important drug that reached the marketplace for AML recently is a drug called venetoclax, uh, which uh, is an inhibitor of a protein called BCL2. And this drug was recently FDA approved for use in combination with um, low intensity chemotherapy drugs such as um, azacitidine or decitabine. And it seems as though the combination of venetoclax plus one of these hypomethylating agent drugs, azacitidine or decitabine, has resulted in very, uh, very strong efficacy signals as recently published in a New England Journal of Medicine uh, paper that reported on the results of the phase three trial of venetoclax plus, plus azacitidine. So that has now become standard of care for older, less fit adults with newly diagnosed AML, the combination of venetoclax plus a hypomethylating agent such as, a, such as azacitidine. And naturally there's been interest in really kind of uh, taking it several steps further to advance the role of these combinations and to, um, to also look at additional drugs in combination with venetoclax plus, plus hypomethylating agent therapy. So we saw some of that at the ASH meeting this year. Uh, one approach would be to take uh, venetoclax and then to combine it with more, more intensive chemotherapy for perhaps more fit patients uh, or younger patients that could undergo a more intensive program. So we saw presentations of venetoclax being combined with uh, a drug called CPX351, which is a, a novel liposomal formulation of uh, two common chemotherapy drugs that had been approved a few years ago for secondary AML. And we also saw a combination uh, strategy with venetoclax and um, a regimen known as FLAG-IDA which is a commonly used induction regimen in acute myeloid leukemia. And I, would, I think it's important to recognize that although these trials that combine venetoclax with more intensive chemotherapy showed signs of, of good efficacy with good response rates, there were definitely signals of increased um, uh, toxicity, uh, hematologic toxicity primarily, uh, which is not completely unexpected with venetoclax, knowing that it, it can cause significant lowering of white blood cells and platelets and hemoglobin. And then finally, there is a lot of interest in, you know, doing these types of combinations uh, with venetoclax in different subsets of AML. And one subset 
of AML that has been very important recently is that of um, the IDH mutated AML population of patients. IDH is a fairly common mutation um, that occurs either in the isoform of IDH1 or IDH2. And uh, there's about a 15 to 20% incidence of IDH mutations in AML. Now we do have an inhibitor for both of these types of mutations. Um, Ivacitinib for IDH1 and enacitinib for IDH2. Um, but there also appears to be a, a strong role for venetoclax plus azacitidine in IDH mutated AML. We saw from um, a series of patients presented by uh, a physician at MD Anderson uh, looking at outcomes with venetoclax plus azacitidine in IDH mutated AML. And the response rates were very high um, when you give HMA plus venetoclax uh, to these patients with IDH mutated AML. Um, but I think more importantly was that there were uh, what we call high intra-patient intra response rates when switching between uh, venetoclax and HMA therapy for, uh, with an IDH inhibitor containing regimen. In other words, a patient would have a good chance of responding to the initial therapy. And then if or when that therapy stops working, um, having a good effect from the salvage therapy with the other regimen. So if you received initially um, uh, azacitidine plus venetoclax and then had a relapse, the IDH inhibitors worked well. And vice versa, if you had received an IDH inhibitor and then subsequently received HMA venetoclax at a later time point, that also worked well. So it's encouraging to see that you can potentially sequence these drugs and um, get continued responses along the way that ultimately we think will help uh, survive them and keep, uh, and keep patients in a better state of health for longer. So I just wanted to take a few minutes also and discuss some uh, of the newer, more novel therapies that are really um, hitting or approaching the landscape right now. Uh, one of these is called uh, CC486, also known as oral azacitidine or Onureg. And this drug um, was shown in, in recent literature to uh, prolong overall survival um, in patients who were in first remission from their AML who had received induction chemotherapy. So this drug was used as maintenance therapy after um, a variable number of consolidation regimens. And in people who got this uh, onureg or oral azacitidine drug as maintenance therapy, it resulted in uh, longer survival compared to those who had received placebo. And this was presented at last year's ASH meeting, but this year's ASH meeting provided an update, um, a very important update um, showing that the overall survival advantage from this drug, this oral azacitidine drug, when used as maintenance, was independent of whether a patient had measurable residual disease at the time that they went on to the uh, maintenance therapy. In other words, you, whether you had MRD, measurable residual disease, or not, uh, at the time of study entry, uh, your responses were still more favorable, your outcomes are more favorable if you received this oral azacitidine drug. So this was FDA approved um, earlier this year uh, for patients in the maintenance phase of therapy for AML who had gotten prior induction chemotherapy. And importantly, 
This drug was also shown to be able to convert um, about 25% of patients who were positive for measurable residual disease, convert them from positive to negative. So even though they were in remission, they had measurable residual disease. And this drug in about 25% of the cases converted them from positive to negative. So that's a very important finding as well. Another um, important drug that um, I think you should keep your eye on is a drug called magrolimab. This is an antibody against a certain type of a, a protein that, that is present on an immune system cell called the macrophage. And when this magrolimab drug was combined with azacitidine in a recent clinical trial, uh, it was demonstrated very high response rates uh, of over 65%. And in particular, in patients with P53 mutations, which is a, a very bad mutation to have in, in most cancers, including AML, uh, in patients with this high-risk mutation, the, the combination of magrolimab uh, with uh, azacitidine appears to be effective based upon the early uh, data that we have with high response rates. And then finally, I, I, I just wanted to make mention of, of another important area in not really just AML, but in all of cancer, and that's um, uh, outcomes disparities uh, between uh, different races and ethnic groups. And we saw a very important presentation at the plenary session this year uh, where the authors reported outcomes amongst uh, younger patients with AML who were African-American compared with uh, Caucasian. And the data clearly indicated a worse overall survival amongst black patients compared with white patients um, under age 60. And this included patients uh, who were uh, enrolled on clinical trials so that it appeared that uh, African-American patients had a worse outcome than Caucasian patients with acute myeloid leukemia, highlighting the need to better understand uh, various risk factors and other factors that play into these disparate outcomes between um, our, our uh, Black American population and our white American population, which I think could shed light on uh, additional disease characteristics that may help everybody. Dr. Lancet, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. It was good to be with you. And thank you to our audience. I'm Catherine Banwell. Mm -hmm.